You are listening to CBS Wire. Interminable cancellations, closed bars, restaurants, cinemas and live venues. Not to mention restrictions demanding that we wear face masks and social distancing. I'm tired of breathing through them. You might be as well. But experts say not wearing face masks during the pandemic isn't an option. Those are just some of the aspects of everyday life that we've endured for nearly a whole year with COVID-19. Now, however, we can finally perhaps glimpse the finishing line as people are getting their vaccine shots. But we still have some way to go before everything returns to normal. At the moment, we're in the grip of the second lockdown. Kids are at home, attending lessons, isolated from their classmates, and people are sitting in their kitchens, living rooms, dorm rooms, and bedrooms, refurnished to double as home offices where they can work and study. That also applies to the employees, researchers, and students at CBS. In this new podcast series, which we've called Thoughts During a Pandemic, I touch base with various people from CBS and speak with them about their experiences, feelings, routines and, you've guessed it, thoughts they are having during these strange times. My name is Casper Christensen and welcome to Thoughts During a Pandemic by CBS Wire. I started listening a little bit more inwards and I started writing a lot more. Um, and I think that really helped with identifying what I was feeling. This is the voice of Anna Christiansen. She's content marketing manager for the MBA programs at CBS, a position she has held for nearly eight years. During the pandemic, Anna has been inspired to write many small articles and blog posts full of existential thoughts and philosophical reflections. And luckily, she has agreed to share some of those thoughts with us. We are here to talk about uh, your thoughts uh, during this uh, pandemic. Um, Do you remember what thoughts that went through your head when COVID-19 hit and Denmark went into the first lockdown? Yes, I do. I revisited my my journal to uh, remember what I was thinking, and it may seem a little silly now, but I had thoughts such as, will society collapse? Are we going to be able to trust each other? Um, How are we going to get through this? Mm. And I think those feelings of fear lasted for a couple of weeks. I really tried to to honor them, and um, but put them into words and I also try to not follow the news as much uh, at least not after a couple of weeks because I felt that made me calmer actually and just kind of existing in uh, uh, in our apartment and focusing on kids being okay um, and then doing my job to the best of my ability I found that was the best way of kind of getting through those first couple of weeks mm. um so when everything shut down and, and everyone had to isolate themselves at home, uh, suddenly there was a lot of time available for people. And and people began making their own sourdough and singing together from the balcony and redecorating the house and, and stuff like that. Have you been absorbed by anything particular throughout the crisis? I hear that uh, you wrote something. 
Um, yes, so I think that was um, one of the things that came out of uh, the lockdown and when everything went a bit quiet around me was that um, I started listening a little bit more inwards and I started writing a lot more. Um, and I think that really helped with identifying what I was feeling. And also it was that experience of uh, stripping down to the bare essentials mm. um, and yeah. really finding out what was important in the day. I found out that I was able to get through and actually feel good, even though I didn't have as many social contacts and just focused on you know, my, my very closest families and my husband and our two children. Um, and through that, um, I had more quiet time and I could and I felt like I could write something that was more honest and um, resonated, which is the basis for any writing that resonates with, uh, with human beings. Mm. And and what has uh, your writing meant to you? Do you think it has? I think it, during this year, I've really become a fan of the minimalist cult. Mm. So uh, decluttering my apartment, and then as a second step, also decluttering my mind and um, making sure there aren't as many thoughts swirling about in there, and really trying to prioritize what external influences. I take in in a day, which is, of course, easier to do when society is restricted. Mm. Uh, so I did try to turn it into something something positive. And, and uh, which positive results uh, have you experienced? Um, I think really um, valuing the small social interactions. Mm. So uh, if I'm able to have a walk with a friend in the park um Because we're not doing anything else but walking and, and talking, then I'm fully invested in the conversation, and that's there are no distractions. Mm. Um, also, I've spent a lot of time with um, with my family, and we've kind of fallen into a natural rhythm of uh, waking up together and not having to rush to get out the door, um, having lunch together, and then um, scheduling work around that. So we kind of take turns to. We close the door and sit down and actually get get work done. And mm. um, I think I think that has been some some good takeaways. Mm. Have you had any negative experiences or takeaways uh, during? Yeah, yes, definitely. I've um, I've also been cut off from my family um, in, in Sweden, mm. and uh, I've had to attend my grandfather's funeral on the computer. Um, and of course, that uncertainty of not knowing when. I'm going to see friends on the other side of the world again. Uh, at the moment, my husband is not allowed to travel into Sweden with us. We have a little summer cabin there that we miss mm. uh, a lot, and also my parents. Um, so yes, definitely. And I've also, of course, there. When this is over, I really look forward to meeting up with with friends again and mm. um, and having a less restrictive life for my children. How long has it been since you were in Sweden? Um, it's been a couple of months. Wow. We, um, yeah, yeah, we couldn't go for, for Christmas, but uh, hopefully we'll ease up soon. Mm. Let's talk a little about uh, CPS in, in relation to, to your thoughts during this uh, pandemic. What do you miss the most about being on campus at CPS? I miss um, 
well, I, the occasional um, walk with uh, colleagues um, during lunch. Um, and I also miss, of course, that face-to-face interaction that you can have mm. uh, in meetings and just uh, you know, going out to the kitchen and grabbing a, a cup of coffee. Um, it's not really the same doing that on, on Teams, even though I feel like meetings are quite effective and I feel like we've been able to keep keep working quite well, at least with um, the tasks that I have. I know it's more difficult if you, you know, you have to face students and you have to make sure uh, teaching is running properly. But uh, I feel that there's, yeah, um, when we do chat socially, it's usually on Teams or in an email, and it's more rare to actually pick up the phone. I do try to do it, but of course, time and catching everyone Mm. Uh, when they're also you know sitting down and having some time is can be a challenge i think that would be what i miss the most Mm. and and how is it like to to see your colleagues through a computer screen when you're having meetings and such i think those meetings have worked fairly well i can also see a development over the last uh, what 10 months so when we first started having our team meetings on on Teams, for example, um, not everyone would turn their camera camera on, and I, I didn't do it always either. But now everyone does, and you know it feels quite professional still. And we and also because we've got used to the agenda of an online meeting, right? But um, but I feel like everyone has kind of accepted it, and it really gives kudos to the adaptability of humans. We do, you know, we do the best that we can and most of us really do want to contribute and do as best as we can with the, with the situation presented to us. And I think that gives me a lot of um, optimism that humans react like that. Hmm. So it's not all bad. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not all bad. I think when we're faced with hardship, um, the kindness in each in each and every one of us has the chance to really come out. And I think that has happened uh, in this crisis as well as in, in other crises. Of course, uh, we're dealing with something that's difficult. But um, but it gives me hope that, and it gives me hope that actually the basis of a human being is, is kind when I see how many people want to help and uh, volunteer and uh, try to really make the most of, uh, the most of uh, every day, even though we have so many restrictions. Personally, I'm I'm getting a bit tired of of all the restrictions. I'm I miss go to going to a concert and and in the theater and going to a bar and have a drink and such. Um, not that yeah. I want to violate the restrictions, but <laughs> but how are you dealing with uh, the restrictions at this point in time? I think also being a mother of. Um Two fairly young children. I'd already changed my life a lot. To um, I don't go to concerts as much as I as I used to, or I don't go out as much. Um, so I think in that sense, um, I'm what I'm missing most is more being able to travel and uh, being able to meet in slightly larger groups and having friends over to to our apartment for dinner, for example. So it's more those. Uh, those ga- gatherings, I would say. Mm. I would also say that had this lockdown hit me um, eight years ago when I was working um, in Hong Kong, for example, where I got a lot of um, social interaction and social needs met by coming into the office, I think it would have hit me a lot harder. 
so I, for me, it also has a lot to do with the the life phase that I'm in, which is uh, family and, and children. Hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, I have full understanding. Then also, you know, if you're if you're also younger and you go out a lot, it's uh, it's probably more difficult to accept all the restrictions and live with them. Hmm. <laughs> But but it still sounds like the minimalistic uh, way of life uh, harmonates pretty well with with the, these uh, restrictions. Or <laughs> yeah, I think I like many others. I think have um, uh, saved up a lot during this year, and that's of course um, for good and, and for bad because we have a lot of businesses suffering. But uh, it's been of course difficult to. To do things like uh, you can't can't always go out to a restaurant or can't always can't really you know travel uh, as much. So um, I think in in that sense, it's also kind of shown that perhaps I don't need those things to be happy. They're great, and they also need you know they're there for a society to work. But I think I've I've um, really had to go down to what do I what do I need to. Uh, to have a good day today and I've uh, come to the conclusion that it's uh, I need very little for happiness at least in the material department so when it comes to uh, square meters for example um, we re- realize that we don't need a lot of space we just need to declutter we don't the, the home needs to be harmonious but it doesn't we don't have a need to have more space we just need to have a functional home mm. we're with a, a minimalist tribe So so how how have you redecorated your home if I can ask I've uh, we've more well we've um we've put a bunk bed in the children's room and they've stayed in their their small room uh which has actually worked uh, quite well even though it's tiny and um we've uh, thrown out a lot of things or given away a lot of things and uh, uh try to um, not have as much stuff lying about since we spend so much time in the apartment and I also try to be intentional about what we buy mm. for the children so toys if it's toys then it's more lego or um, activity books rather than toys that are going to be lying about um for years that that sounds uh, like a great idea to uh, to tidy up like that uh, I think I'm going to do the same as well um <laughs> so so all the takeoffs that you've had uh, during this period uh, are they some some something that you, you want to take with you when covid-19 is over definitely i think um well firstly the approach to to home um, our home as a, as a functional and uh, focus on what we need rather than perhaps what we think we need or we perceive we need uh, i'm definitely going to try to take that with me and also having more silence around me and not having as many demands on my day mm. um and perhaps also have more work from home time if if possible um because that has also worked really well in terms of you know uh, concentrating and and getting things done and having less stress in mm. my day And, and speaking of uh, working uh, at home, how do you manage both being a mother and and working at the same time during this lockdown period? It helps a lot that I have uh, part-time hours. Hmm. So um, I think that during the first lockdown, it was uh, it was easier because I didn't none of my girls were in school, so 
So we didn't have things that we needed to do. Um, so I could basically just focus on, me and my husband could just focus on taking care of them. Um, during this lockdown, it's been a little more challenging because we have teams meeting for her elders and we also need to make sure she keeps up with the schoolwork. Um, so it still, I think it still works, but I, could, I can see a difference, perhaps also because it was spring the first time around and we could get out a bit more and find, you know, big abandoned football fields or parks. And um, this time around it's, it's winter and it's, <laughs> you don't, yeah, you're not outside as much. So, um, so yeah, a little more challenging this time around, but still manageable. Hmm. When we're on the other side of COVID-19, um, what are you looking forward to the most? Unrestricted catch-ups with my family. <laughs> Unrestricted travel back to uh, our summer cabin and catching up with um, uh, friends around there and also having um, um, friends over to the apartment uh, for, for dinner. Mm. Um, and yeah, just uh, generally going out a bit more going to a restaurant i do i do miss that for the experience of it mm. i do too thank you so much anna christiansen for uh telling us about your thoughts during this pandemic thank you for having me yes let's hope anna can soon be physically close to people again including her family in sweden That's all we have for you in this second episode of Thoughts During a Pandemic. You have been listening to CBS Wire, and if you liked what you heard, please tell all your colleagues, fellow researchers, and classmates about our podcast. My name is Kasper Christensen, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.